Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and today we're continuing our series on the less I do, the more I make. Today we're going to be talking about personal productivity multipliers. Hey friends, it's Steve. Want to know how a $5 book lands a $5,000 client? I've recorded a 15-minute video showing you our magnetic author method. It's up now at magneticauthor.co slash video. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a different twist here on the podcast today. Um, today, we're going to talk about personal productivity multipliers. And if you haven't tuned into this series yet, if this is the first of these that uh, that you've discovered, you may want to go back. We've got five prior episodes around this idea of the less I do, the more I make. And a little shout out to Larry Weinstein. Uh, he actually uh, reminded me where I first heard uh, this phrase, the less I do, the more I make. It was from a guy named Ron Legrand, who is from my hometown, Jacksonville, Florida. And Ron used to say that in speeches all the time. And I guess it was burned in my brain. Uh, but uh, Ron, if you're out there and listening, thank you. I appreciate you planting that idea in my head. And today I want to talk about not how I'm applying this idea in the business, but actually how I'm revamping my own kind of personal productivity to be able to get more done and more important work done mostly. I mean, that's the key. And so, you know, I'm working towards four day work weeks every week, beginning in really less than two months from today when I record this. And so to be able to do that, I've got to make better use of, of time. I've got to be using my time on higher leveraged activities. And that really means being focused on doing the right things. And so there are a few things that I'm doing uh, differently over the last month or so that have made a big impact uh, just in the way that I'm getting my own stuff done and staying organized. So I thought I'd share those today. The first is applying a, a a tool uh, that I actually learned through a strategic coach and through Dan Sullivan called the ABC model. Uh, he's got a great short little one hour read book on it. If you go to their website, um, and I think it's on Amazon as well, called the ABC model. And uh, I really recommend you get the book. And it, I'll kind of describe the process. But basically, you, you take a sheet of paper, you make three columns, label them A, B and C at the top. And in the first column, column A, that you go and write down everything that you've done over, let's say, the last week that is just irritating. All the stuff you just don't like doing. And I love the word irritating because it's the emotion in that, I think, that makes you actually figure out what those things are um, and get the right things down. And then in the middle column, uh, the B column, you're going to put all the stuff that's okay. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, it doesn't irritate you, um, but you're not really excited to do it either. And then in the C column, the, that third column, the one all the way on the right, you're going to put the things that really excite you. So what did you do over the last week that excites you? And you know what's coming next. You're going to get rid of or delegate all of the stuff in that A column and stop doing it. It's probably not that important anyway. The stuff in the B column, now here you got to discern a little bit. Is this something I can delegate? And the more of that you can get off your plate, the better. And then the C column is the stuff that you want to protect and expand and do more of. And the way that I have been using this is I get rid of that stuff in the A column. I've been doing it weekly. So my goal then as I do this and I reflect is that next week, that stuff in the A column is gone. I don't do it anymore. The stuff in the B column, what I find is that 
after a couple of weeks of it showing up in the B column, it begins to migrate to the A column. It starts to annoy me. And so I, I start to realize this is not a good use of my time. And that's the part that gets irritating. And so I find that it's naturally pushing things to move off the plate. And, and to be quite honest, a lot of stuff just goes away. It doesn't get delegated. It just disappears. And I'll tell you, the number one thing that has just disappeared is I used to check LinkedIn and I just don't really check LinkedIn anymore. Um, so if you're trying to reach me on LinkedIn, please send me an email. It'll be much more effective. Um, but I, I found it just irritated me because there'd be, you know, 50 pitches from people I didn't really want to hear from who weren't interested in a relationship with me to every one or two valuable messages that I was getting. And so, we're, you know, I'm, I'm just eliminating that. So I do that every week. I don't spend a lot of time on it. You know, it really takes maybe 10 or 15 minutes and uh, at least gives me a sense of what do I need to adjust and what's important and I need, what do I need to focus on and expand most importantly, you know, and that's the other way to push those, those A items out is you just look at the C column and say, all right, well, let's give that stuff more time. And then there really isn't much time for the irritating stuff at the end of the day. So that's been really, really helpful. And then I've revamped how I'm organizing what I have to do and kind of my own productivity system. I am a self-confessed planner addict and uh, looked around in my office and I probably have half a dozen planners. Um, not all from this year. Some of them are older, but, um, you know, but different ones at different times that I've tried and, uh, you know, and, and uh, I keep going back to note cards. And so for the probably two, three weeks, I just tried to operate off of note cards. Again, I used to do that quite a bit. What I found was though, I had too much to do and I found I was rewriting lists a lot. And so I actually went back to uh, one of the online tools that I've, I've had for years and never really fully utilized called things three great little to-do list app. And I've figured out how to really best use that for me. Um, and it's actually working really well. Um, I'm getting way more done. Nothing's really falling through the cracks. And that was a challenge um, for a period of time when too much was flying around and I didn't have a great system to capture it all. So uh, I've been kind of keeping track of everything that has to get done there and then migrating it into the calendar. So basically down to three tools, the calendar, things three, and a legal pad. And, you know, I, again, I'm a bit of a tech junkie. I've got an iPad Pro. I've got an Apple Pencil. I've got, I think, three or four different note-taking apps, and I've tried to make all of them work and never really been able to make them all work. And I realized what it was is there's just too much friction in that whole process. It's too hard to open the thing up and find the app and then open it and then find where you want to take a note. I just want to be able to flip a page on the legal pad and start taking notes. And then at the end of that, decide, do I need to keep this or not? And if the answer is yes, I need to keep it, then I've got my phone here and I'll take a picture of it and that goes right into Evernote. In fact, I've got a shortcut created to do just that on my iPhone. So it's like a one click and done um, and gets filed. And then if I ever need to go back to it, I've got it. I don't have to worry about losing it. And it's date, you know, time stamped. I don't have to search through 10 legal pads because um, back in the day, back, back in the old days of the 90s, when I I'd work off of legal pads all the time, you know, I might have four or five or six legal pads on my desk at any one time. And that wasn't particularly effective back then either. So now it all goes into Evernote. Um, Evernote scans it and makes all the text that I write searchable. It's not perfect, but it's good enough. 
And uh, that way I can find stuff if I need to. Most of the time I don't need to, but at least it's there and I don't have to worry about it. So, so I've got a process now f- for taking down information and I don't, and it's friction free. Um, I've got a process for capturing action items and it's, if not friction free, it's pretty frictionless. And that has really transformed things. Now, those might not be the right tools for you, but what I want you to take away from this is that it's worth thinking about how you're doing that and getting down to the fewest number of tools possible. So one tool for time, calendar, one tool for action. For me, that's things three uh, for action items and one tool for notes. And that's uh, the legal pad, which goes into Evernote. So the legal pads for capturing it and the, and, uh, and Evernote is for, uh, storing it. I got to give a big shout out to, uh, my longtime client, Mark Roman. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, Mark sent me this really amazing, uh, Visconti fountain pen, and, uh, I'm just having a great time taking notes with that. So thanks, Mark. All right. So the other kind of insight that I had here in organizing, particularly in organizing action items is, that I was trying to organize everything before by project and getting it all filed in the right place. And I finally came to the realization that that was overhead that was unnecessary. Um, When I look at a to-do on on a list, I know what it's related to. And if I've written the thing clearly, I know exactly what it relates to. So I don't need that layer of organization. It's self-evident. What I really need though, is I need everything to show up on the right time horizon. And so I've, I've taken things three, which is designed to, you know, be organized by project and I've kind of reorganized it based around time. So I've taken their project feature and I've created a project for, for next actions, which is anything I'm doing today or this week. And so that's one time horizon. And then they've got a great little feature. You click a star in there and it puts things on a separate list just for today. So I know exactly what I'm looking on working on today. I don't have to look at anything else. I know exactly what I've decided I'm going to work on this week and I don't have to look at the rest of the system all week. And then I've got another project in there that I've titled next week. And that holds everything that I've decided I'm not going to do this week, but I need to do soon. And so it's in there kind of in a holding tank for next week. So when I get around to, to Friday and I review that list, I know here's what's coming up next week and I can decide, okay, am I going to do it this week? I move it into the this week project and then I assign it to today's. And then I've got a project for this month. So stuff that's not next week, it's further out than that. That's got to be done this month goes in there. Um, And then this quarter is the next project. And so anything that's beyond this month goes in a, a, a folder for or a project for this quarter. And then I've got one for the upcoming quarter. So I'm recording this in, in Q2. So I've got one for Q3 and Q4. And then finally, I've got one for someday, which means, yeah, this is an idea, but I'm not committed to working on it at all. And by changing how I've organized stuff from organizing by project, or I used to at one point organize everything by client, And by organizing it now by the time horizon that I need to worry about it, it has completely simplified decision-making on all of these action items. So I'm finding I can actually do a much more effective job of capturing things and quickly putting them somewhere. I very rarely am capturing something that I'm actually going to commit to doing this week, unless it's really urgent. And what I've discovered is there's really not that much stuff that 
falls into that bucket. So almost everything that's captured and new goes into next week or further out if I know that it's further out. And so it's just really made me much more effective today and much more effective this week at moving the ball forward on the strategic stuff, knowing that anything that's incoming has been placed into a time horizon where I know I'll see it when I need to. And I don't have to fool with dates. I don't have to think about, okay, how many weeks out do I want to schedule this? I just, it's, it's either this week, next week, this month, this quarter, or it's a future quarter, or it's a great idea for someday. So instead of having to pick out of 365 days over the next year when this thing could fall, there are, what is that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven maybe possible buckets. And so I'm not saying that's the system you need to adopt, but what I am saying is most people can benefit from examining whatever system you're using to organize yourself and think about how can I reduce the number of tools and how can I reduce the friction with each of those tools and how, how can I make it so that things are there and waiting for me in the place that I plan to look when I need to see it. And this adjustment to the system has, uh, has really helped me in that way. So again, um, I hope this has been helpful for you. I would love your feedback. If you've got some bright ideas that'll, that'll improve on my system, please send them in. I'm always looking for, uh, you know, for new good ideas. So we'll be back next week with a new episode. And uh, next week, we're going to take a pause on this series. And I've had some questions about the best kind of book to write. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about the different types of books that you can write, and which one is actually the best one to write if you want to generate clients and leads. So stay tuned for that next week. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.